You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentaries Global Rankings. Thank you for listening to episode 16 of the Saturday edition. My name's Charlotte Greenway and it's Friday the 5th of November. No surprise, this week on the podcast has been dominated by Breeders' Cup build-up and we'll be sticking with this theme during this episode. Very shortly, the Breeders' Cup action will be kicking off and tonight's the night for the juveniles. And Nick spoke to various connections ahead of Friday's action, including Michael O'Callaghan, who runs Twilight Jet, and Dave Lochnan, who has his first two runners at the meeting with Go Bears Go and Hello You. However, we're going to concentrate on Saturday's runners at Del Mar and Nick's been out there all week catching up with connections. We'll start with the big one, the Breeders' Cup Classic, and legendary jockey Mike Smith rides Art Collector, who's won his last three, and he's hoping that he might be able to spring a bit of a surprise. In the beginning of the year, I started out thinking I'd have about four or five probably, you know, legit favorites uh, in horse racing. You know how that goes. Uh, we've lost, you know, a few of them uh, retired, and then some of them went from the West Coast to the East Coast, and then with the COVID stuff, weren't able to travel, so we lost quite a few, but I was very blessed to... To come up with Cornici, of course, for, for Baffer, the two-year-old that, that uh, I like a whole lot. And then, man, I, I backed into Art Collector, which is amazing. Uh, so tell me how that came about, because Art Collector is a horse that, like, almost nobody is talking about, yet has a shot in the Classic. Yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of the sleeper, you know. I, I really like him a lot. He's coming around at the last, you know, coming around right, you know, you know, heading into Breeders' Cup. He's won his last three, so he's doing really good. And you, Luis Saez rides essential quality, so he was also riding Art Collector, and and so we reached out to Billy and put our name in the hat and I've been you know very blessed to have ridden for Billy for many many years and actually won the classic you know for him before so he picked me and I was just uh, elated because I'm I, I think he's a horse with a legit chance I really think he could run well and he's he's training extremely well so so how's it going to set up for him to run a big race because we're expecting it to be a bit of a war even though it's a small field yeah, and in his last couple of races, he's been on the lead, but I don't think that'll be the case uh, on, on Saturday. I, you know, of course, Nick goes in there with a lot of speed, Medina Spirit with a lot of speed, uh, and neither one of them are going to let each other get away with a whole lot, so hopefully I'll be sitting in the catbird seat and just waiting to, to pounce on him at, 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 some, at some point in the race. Uh, you know, off of paper, that's the way it looks like it's going to play, but you never know. No one is going to allow Nick's go a freebie, are they? Surely. I mean, everyone will need their head right if that happens. Exactly. And, 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 hey, I mean, my horse has speed as well. If he happens to jump extremely well and they don't, well, I'm fine with being up there myself. I mean, everyone's talking about the three-year-olds and this crop of horses who've been on the, on the Triple Crown Trail and they're sort of coming to the fore, the Essential Quality and Hot Rod Charlie. Um, how good do you think that group of horses is? Oh, they're really good. They're solid, but, but I'm, I'm happy to be on an older horse that's that's doing extremely well at the right time and and there's no one better than billy ma when he gets him good and he points for a race that guy's brilliant uh so i'm happy to be part of the team a, a lot of this talked about the track here at del mar so it's probably probably quite a lot of mythology about the tide and this that and the other what's what's the reality of riding del mar well the good thing about this time of year is you get a lot of moisture in the mornings so the track tends to be tighter here uh in the winter time than it is actually in the summer so I, I just went over it this morning, man. It was felt great. So it should be a pretty fair track. It should play 
true to form. If you go too fast too early, you're going to pay for it. But the speed will because, hold because if it's... But, you know. it, it, but if you get away with something, it, it's tough to run by them, especially with a shorter stretch. It's great to have you back at Breeders' Cup. Last year wasn't quite the same without you. No, I mean, I missed it, but happy to be back. But, you know, two, two legit chances anyway. We'll see what happens. Good luck, Mike. Thank you. A couple of years ago, a group of guys from Brown University got together and bought a share in a horse. That horse was Hot Rod Charlie, who was second in last year's Breeders' Cup Juvenile at a big price and has since been placed in the Kentucky Derby, won the Pennsylvania Derby and was first past the post in the Haskell, only to be disqualified. They've named their syndicate Boat Racing and one of them is trainer Doug O'Neill's nephew Patrick. And when Nick spoke to the group earlier in the week, he started by asking Patrick how much they were looking forward to having a runner in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Hopefully it never stops. I mean, Charlie's an amazing horse and uh, we hopefully will run him through his four-year-old campaign. But uh, it's been an unbelievable journey from 94 to 1 at the Breeders' Cup as a two-year-old to today. We're definitely making the most of it and win or lose, you are definitely going to have a really good time. All right, so when he finished second, 94 to 1 in the in the Breeders' Cup juvenile last year, two essential quality, of course, who he's had this tremendous matchup with all the way through the year. What did you think his three-year-old campaign could be? You know, there's a lot of situations where the people who run or the horses who run in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile don't end up panning out. And so to have him follow up that performance with a really, really well-run race in the uh, the Robert P. Lewis and then really run well in the New or-, or the Louisiana Derby, uh, we certainly justified how good he was as a horse. And, uh, you know, we didn't expect him to be to run in the Kentucky Derby. We laugh about it all the time. We joke around all the time. But to have a horse in the Kentucky Derby and now have a horse in the Breeders' Cup Classic, it's absolutely unbelievable. All right, what's been your what's been your best moment this year? What's been the moment that has really kind of brought you all together and you've enjoyed the most? I think it's got to be the Kentucky Derby when we had like over 200 people, all of our closest family and friends. It's like kind of at the tail end of COVID and we got a light at the end of the tunnel and everybody gets to gather around Charlie, this amazing animal, and and watch him run in in the best, biggest race in America. Like that, that could not be beat in my opinion. And I mean, has it brought you closer together? This I know you were all good friends anyway, and you know it's been an extraordinary journey for a group of guys from college. But um, do you feel more tightly bonded because of this horse? Yeah, and this is this is funny that I'm doing this interview. So my name's Abe Dube. I don't own one of these horses. Or excuse me, he's, I, he's not, an interloper. Not, not a Hot Rod Charlie owner. Um, Alex Koyser should be here. The lifeblood within. Where's within, Alex got? Alex Alex is very lucky. He's at Kellogg University and or excuse me, Kellogg College at Northwestern University in Evanston, Illinois. Woo woo to Evanston. Um, but I actually just got in on a horse with these guys. These guys have made me fall in love with the sport. Franklin one star. We got to talk. Pretty much own the horse. I yeah, mean, I mean, I, mean I, I got the credential. That's all I need. I think it's a great anecdote that Abe's here because our whole thing has been it's beyond ourselves so Abe played football with us at Brown University and certainly there's five of us and we've made this incredible journey but it's beyond ourselves so we've extended it to our best friends and family we had 150 people at the Kentucky Derby we're supposed to have 200 here at the Breeders Cup and so uh, again one horse has made an incredible journey for all of us the Hot Rod Charlie family is just growing by the minute isn't it you have about a thousand donors by the time he gets to the winner's absolutely Absolutely. I mean, I feel like everyone at Del Mar is going to be trying to get in the winner's circle on come Saturday. They're right, right, boys. Let's go. Let's go. Last year's winner of the Philian Mare Turf, Ordara, is back to retain her crown. She hasn't won this season. However, she's looked a little unlucky a couple of times in defeat and has posted higher racing post ratings 
three times this season than she did in the race last year, including when second to love at Royal Ascot, who she reopposes tomorrow. Nick spoke to her trainer James Fanshawe last week and asked whether he thought that she was peaking at the right time again this year. <laughs> that's, a, that's a million dollar question, uh, Nick, but she seems to know, she, she was a bit quiet after, after the opera. Um, you know, it, it was very, as being well reported, it was very heavy ground in, in Longchamp and, um, you know, it took her, took her a, a, a week to get over that, but she, she seems really nice and bright and she worked last Saturday and was very happy with her, so, um, you know, she's not one you, this time of year you overwork anyway, but she seems really bright and well. James, she's had to race on very soft ground the last couple of times. Do you think a return to a faster surface will suit her? When she won the, um, uh, the, the British Cup last year, um, it was fast ground. You know, they broke the track record. Um, and, um, you know, I was, I was concerned before the race. Um, she, before that, she, she, she'd won on firm ground. She's a very good mover. She's got a big, long action. But um, as they say, you know, Usually, good horses go on any ground, but um, you know, I, I just think you know she is better um, on better ground, and she hasn't had that this year since Ascot. You know, she she when she was second to love at Ascot, it was it was it was um, on the quick side, but um, since then, um, um, it was the last two visits to France, it was very soft ground. So you know, I'm hoping hoping that will bring out a, um, a bit more improvement to that. And James, who's who's going to ride her? You've had William Buick and Yuritz Mondizabel on her this year. Um, William, William uh, rode her at um, um, he rode her at Royal Ascot, and um, he actually won the um, Phillies and Mares in 2017 when it was last won at um, uh, Del Mar. So um, we've um, we've uh, asked him to ride her. That's right, William Buick, who rode Wahida to win the the, the Philly and Mare turf. Then it's a different distance this time. It's it's 11 furlongs. Would that extra furlong be a problem for her from last year? Well, it was just over nine last year. Jeez, you know, I think it was. Um, it was the last of half furlong that um, Odare really stayed. Um, there's a lot of stamina on her damn side. Um, you know, she's she, we never run over a mile and a half, but um, uh, I think on quick quick ground round those bends, it should be a problem. Paddy Toomey sends out four-year-old filly Pearls Galore in the Breeders' Cup mile, and she faces some strong fellow European competition in the shape of Space Blues and Mother Earth. But she looks to be improving and has gone close in Group 1s the last twice, most recently behind race favourite Space Blues in France. Tom Stanley caught up with Paddy at the beginning of the week and first asked him how she'd travelled over. She's travelled over really well. Um, she's in good form. Claire, uh, Carol and Julia Crow travelled with her and uh, you know she's in great order. They, they, they rode her around the, the barn there today and she's, she's well and she's fresh and she's looking forward to getting out of the track tomorrow. What about um, about Del Mar? About the the likely ground and the track itself? Do you think, or do you, do you hope will suit her? I think so. Look, I think of all the tracks in America, this one is ideal for her. If she gets you know a reasonably low draw, she's not great big. She loves fast ground. Um, she's got that six furlong. You know, she's this. She's the the the. She's able to sprint like a sprinter and stay a mile, you know what I mean? She's mm-hmm. tactical speed. Um, and I think around the track like this, I mean, the straight here is 218 metres, I think. So around the track like this, she'll be able to travel at the pace and quick and readily. And I think um, she loves fast ground and as I say, she's not great big, so she'll be nimble and tight around the tight track. I, I think it'll suit her very well. Say she loved fast ground, so I take it the, the, the run in the foray, you must have been half delighted with given conditions. 
we, yeah, well, the owner asked me if we would, it was a consideration not to travel because all year I stayed away or all our career, barring, barring once last year, I've stayed off heavy ground or soft ground because I think she wants faster ground. Um, but I felt that if she was going to come to the Breeders' Cup, she had to go to France regardless of the ground. And, you know, if she ran well in France, we would take our chance. But uh, And she did, but I was concerned about her going to France running on heavy ground. So that that was just a timing thing, was it, Paddy, that you wanted to get a, another run into her between the Matron and the Breeders' Cup? I wanted to try and win the Friedel of Ari first and foremost. I mean, she ran very well in the Matron. She'd, she'd won the Brownstown. She'd won the Ferry Bridge with a penalty. She'd earned a race with a crack at the Matron. And she nailed it. You know, she was very close to that. Mm. And, you know, the next step, she's French bred. Her owners are based in France. And uh, the Ferry was definitely, I mean, you know, she'd had an entry in it. And I'd entered her in it the year before, even though we hadn't gone. And the Ferry was definitely a race that caught with suit. I was hoping that the ground would have been good ground rather than slow ground that she ran at. But uh, I felt that you couldn't go from the Matron in Ireland straight to the Breeders' Cup. You know, we had to take in the Ferry on route. I thought that if she was first or second in the Ferry, I thought that would leave her, you know, with a good enough, you know, she'd, she'd earned the right to travel to, to the Maritat. How, is there a specific way, you know, and like you say, the draw is going to be a, be a key here, but is there a specific way she has to be ridden to be seen to best effect? No, definitely not. And she's 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 forward going, and she likes to get on with things. She's got good gait speed, and uh, she likes to race prominently. But you know, she can she walks from behind at home, and, and even in some of her races, she's come from behind. And in the, in the Brownstone, she did. But she likes quick tempo, and she likes to go out those gates fast and rock along. And you know, um, but she's very she's very versatile. You know, she's she's not one dimensional at all. And I see you mentioned that it'd be be special for you to have a, a Breeders' Cup winner at Del Mar because of the time you spent spent there when you were a fair bit younger. What what was behind that? Ah, look, a winner, a winner, a winner, any anywhere at any time. Uh, we're looking for every time we want, we want to win. And um, I think some somebody asked me, you know, about I spent the summer here in two thousand and two with with Laura De Ciro, just basically pupil assistant riding the pony, etc. And she's some very nice horses, Astra, Zeri, Dublino. Um, and it was just nice to be going back to California, nothing more than that, you know. I don't mind where the races are. Uh, we like to win. <laughs> You'll take a Breeders' Cup win and where, 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 <laughs> wherever it is, right? Um, wherever. If yeah. it was on the moon, I got her first. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, listen, wish you all the best with her. But I hope you get the draw you want. And um, yeah, all, all the best on Saturday. Thanks very much. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you're about to enjoy Friday night's action as I am, or you're tuning in on Saturday morning and are glad you stayed up to watch it. Saturday evening promises to be exciting and I'm looking forward to finding out whether the European horses will be seen to best effect around the tight track at Del Mar. Tom Stanley will be in for Nick on Monday to review the action. Have a lovely weekend. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Mm-hmm.